Okay, welcome to Photography Chat with Merlin, episode 47, season 2 with Lucy Lumen, and we got goofy intro stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, the episodes are really racking up for you too. Yeah, it's getting there. Like, it's almost, um, it's like over 60 episodes since I started this last year now. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I think it's awesome that you're doing it like every week too. That's like a real, uh, real commitment to like get content out every week, you know? It, it is, um, it has been a bit of work to, to keep up with that, but it's been pretty fun. I've been, uh, enjoying that. I like that L35 AF for life. I know. I just saw that. I was like, you, yeah, I love that camera. <laughs> it's a great camera. You, mm. got, you got a lot of fans here. Someone says, hi, your photos oh. are the best. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. <laughs> um, if you want, maybe to just take a quick second to introduce yourself to uh, the people in the crowd. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to excuse myself, too. I've had really bad hay fever today, so I'm sounding like extra nasally. We, we already kind of sound like that in Queensland, and it's just heightened. So I've got some tissues nearby. Um, but yeah, I'm so yeah, I'm Lucy Lumen. I um, host the YouTube channel Lucy Lumen's Analog Adventures here in Australia uh, on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Um, yeah, I'm a, a film photographer, just like a hobby film photographer. Um, I'm also a mom. Um, yeah, I'm not like working at the moment, so putting like all of my energy into um, creative stuff, which is like something new for me I've always like worked full-time so yeah it's really nice to have like the oh God. sorry my phone switched off sorry oh no worries sorry it's all good you're back are you still yes. there yeah oh yay okay okay you can hear me sorry yeah sorry okay. my phone switched off for some reason sorry um, no but yeah, so it's, it's been really good to, um, yeah, have like time to really, yeah, like put in effort with, uh, creative stuff and photography and yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I think someone here wants to be friends with you because you're drinking tea. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking honey and lemon cause I'm, yeah, not feeling like the best. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, people are saying so many nice things. I don't know how you keep up with this and have the conversation. It's like, yeah. Um, it's it's something I've gotten a bit used to, and that's kind of why I like doing this format because it's been a lot of fun having it be more interactive where people can yeah, like, yeah. ask questions and join in versus mm -hmm. doing like the traditional podcast, which is like, you know, a little bit more formal where, um, you know, you're just kind of talking with people and then someone goes and edits it like... Um, these things i don't edit them ever it's just yep. you know raw and how it is out of the gate which can be good or bad sometimes <laughs> I, I i like that though like i've listened to a couple of yours i don't always get to finish them because i like sometimes only have a short window to like listen to a podcast like while the baby's asleep but yeah it's very um yeah super organic and like you say like raw and just yeah like casual like yeah. friends chat rather than like I have specific questions I'm going to ask you, you know? So yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of neat. Cause, um, I have tried to keep them down sometimes, but w originally like Instagram used to have like an hour limit on like how mm. long you would talk. 
And then through the pandemic, they raised that limit to, I think it's like three and a half hours or four hours. You can do a live now before it just automatically shuts off, which okay, is yeah, cool. a hell of a long time. But it seems now like most of the chats have been like reaching like near two hours a lot of the time. And it's just like, I don't, it, it's crazy that they go that long, but then it doesn't feel like it's that long until you're like, holy shit, it's been two hours. Totally. Yeah. I found, um, when I, I've only done a couple of podcasts, but like if they sort of say, oh, 45 minutes and then you like, yeah, like that goes really quick. And then if you like stay on afterwards and chat, like you end up chatting for so long. So yeah, two yeah. hours goes really like really quickly. Yeah. I think it's nice that you're not like capping it. I like it. No, I want it to be like natural and organic. Like with Tim, when, when I talked to Tim, uh, about doing the chat, he was just like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. like an hour, an, an hour will be plenty. And then, like, we got to two and he was just like, well, I didn't expect it was going to go that long. So it was just it was kind of funny how it, it turned out that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I was kind of curious, like, how did you get started off with your work? Um, with, like, photography or, or YouTube or both? Well, I'm going to guess that photography help start the YouTube stuff or did you do the YouTube stuff before you got into the photography no no so the, yeah the YouTube definitely came uh came after so with with photography I never shot like digital or anything um I yeah started with film when I was probably like I think I was like 15 um I had a um like a, a good friend of mine had like a pinhole camera and um like that colorful Holger camera like the one that was okay yeah color. yeah the, the, yeah, I don't know what uh, the Diana yeah yeah and like I remember like wow that, I thought that was really cool I remember she got it tattooed on her as well and I was like oh wow like that's super cool um yeah so she was kind of my like gateway into um like film photography and um yeah she was really creative in general and I got like a couple of point and shoots and um yeah just sort of did it really casually and then got more into it as I um like got older and I moved away from my hometown to a city and yeah there was just generally like more creative people there so um yeah like I got more serious into it and um yeah started like using like manual cameras which I never seemed to really gel with like I always preferred like the ease of like a point and shoot you know like and just like having fun with it um yeah I didn't really vibe with that whole kind of side and I I bought lots of cameras, but yeah, I'd always end up using like something that was like easy and accessible. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and then point and shoots kind of like your go-to then, eh? I would say so. Yeah. I have been using like my like, um, Olympus OM10 as well, because you can kind of almost use that like a point and shoot. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I like just, I like 35 millimeter and I like, um, yeah like point and shoots or just keeping it really simple or putting it on order or like, you know, up to priority or something like that. Yeah. I'm definitely not a fully, fully manual gal. Um, but yeah, with photography, I think too, like, um, I kind of got into it cause it seemed really like accessible. Um, like I was re- always really into music, but I didn't know how to play an instrument. And I thought, you know, if I, if I want to start a band, I need like other people there, you know, to do it, to do it with. Um, and with like you know lots of other things yeah you need someone else whereas with photography you can you know just do it on your own like it's very much like a solo sort of like project so 
um, picking up cameras from thrift stores back then was really cheap too. So um, like the entry point was, um, yeah, just really accessible to me then, especially more so than digital. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And I liked anything old, like I liked, you know, like vinyl records and like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm I'm a fan of vinyl. I got a turntable back there. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I find those things cross over a lot. Like people who like analog photography also are into like music or like vinyl or like analog synths or, um, yeah. Or like coffee, even like that ritual of making something or doing something seems to kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I like the ritual of things. So it's like, it's funny you mentioned coffee because, um, I, I have like a super old school manual espresso or espresso machine. So it's, um, nothing's automatic on it. Like it's just a little boiler thing. Um, and you have to like watch to where, um, like once the espresso gets to a certain level, then you can turn the steamer on to like steam it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like, if you put too much water in, then you have to like leave it to like sort of discharge before you can like turn it off and open it up and stuff. But I like yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. of like grinding the beans. Like I've got this like hand crank grinder and all that. And it's just, it's yeah. a nice ritual. Yeah, definitely. My partner has one of those uh, grinders too. Um, we have like a mocha master as well, but yeah, it's nice to like do something with your hands and feel like involved in the process. Definitely. Yeah. And Aaron asks a uh, new Radiohead album thoughts. Oh, I feel like I'm going to lose uh, Aaron as a friend, but I'm not a Radiohead fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it can often really divide people, but yeah, I'm not a, um, I, I think, I think they're really talented and I think, you know, that's like a great really backpedal there. You know, it's just like, yes, I'm not yeah, a Radiohead yeah. fan, but they're great. They're super talented. I just don't like them. It's like not for me. Um, yeah. I don't no, know. Thanks. It's too like, yeah, not like polished, but um, I mean, there's some songs I like, but I'm definitely not like a, big time like radiohead uh fan like i'm in the same kind of camp with that like i can appreciate them especially as a kid of the 90s where like we were subjected to a lot of radiohead Mm -hmm. back then which is probably why i don't rejected to yeah Yeah, much like the people of the 2000s were subjected to nickelback you know the kids Mm -hmm. of the 90s were subjected to radiohead so it's like yeah and i I have that like great thing where i'm at the age where I had to be inflicted with both of them. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I hear good. you. Yeah. Did, did, is Nickelback a thing over in Austria? Do people like this? Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Nickelback's a thing. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember Nickelback. Um, I was born in 92. So, okay. um, but I remember it being on like, yeah, like I remember when they came out and stuff. Um, yeah. People, I've definitely run into some people who, who like Nickelback, which is, yeah, kind of, Aaron's Concerning? like, what's wrong with Nickelback? <laughs> <laughs> but then he laughed about it after, so it's like he couldn't even be serious about that in text. Yeah, he knows. He knows what's wrong. <laughs> and Morgan, it's not a Benjamin Medwin. It's an old brawn espresso maker from like the 80s. I bought it off some lady on Facebook Marketplace, and she was really sweet about it. She's like, it's manual, and it's really old, and like, let me show you how to use it before you take it. And she mm. made me um a a cup of coffee with it which i wish she hadn't because none of my cups of coffee have been as good as the one that she made so it's like Uh, i know this can make better coffee but i suck at it yeah 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 so she set the bar kind of high and now i'm just high and then you're just like ah damn yeah (laughs) yeah someone's like nickel whack we used to make jokes about theory of a nickel creed because there was all those bands that sounded the same 
yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Creed, and yeah, yeah, that same voice, like, yeah, where it's um, like they all yeah. really wanted to be Eddie Vedder, but they just weren't talented. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. How my much? my partner calls that voice uh, like a beer garden, like beer garden voice. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that I can't even remember how he like came up with that, but yeah, just like very kind of um. You know, like guy. Every guy will try to try and sing like that if they do like. A, yeah, someone a, in the comments like. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely it. So, like, when you got into photography, like, what was what inspired you to like start shooting and get into it, and like, where did it grow from there? Um, probably I would say like a huge inspiration was like movies, like movies and music. Um, so I have. Um, I should have got it with me but um i bought this book when i was a teenager um i'm not sure if you're aware of edward culver he like photographed um he photographed like a lot of black flag uh covers and um he just yeah he photographed all like that early 80s like hardcore scene in la um which i was really into like you know musically i was really into it um and a lot of my friends were into that and yeah i came across him and he was obviously a film photographer because it was like back then um and he just used one camera and it was like all all shot in black and white and he was just taking his camera to shows and taking photos of bands um and then his work sort of progressed from there but um like like that and um watching a lot of movies like I watched a lot of movies as a teenager um and now I can see where I got a lot of my like kind of composition and like lots of like other things from what was, so, what was like a, some of your inspirational movies that really got you excited about things? Oh. I think she'll be back. Yeah. Hi. Sorry. Hey. Hold on. My, I'm, <laughs> give me one second. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're having some technical difficulties. And Aaron, I don't think there's any such thing as um, too much coffee. Hello, can you? Hello, welcome back. Hello, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. My phone, like, screen, like, just went off. I don't know why they do that sometimes. Sorry, sorry, I have a technical difficulty. Um, yes, so this is the, the problem with live, live and uh, unedited. Um, I hope that that doesn't make it like too difficult for you. No, it's no um, problem at all. Okay, cool. Um, what were we talking about? Um, Edward Culver. Oh, my partner just brought the book in, uh, actually. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of like, um, kind of yeah, just black and whites of um, like shows around that time. Um, and I think some of like the LA riots and stuff as well. Oh but, wow. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, like. So, I mean, it doesn't look anything like the photos I take, but um, I was always really inspired by, yeah, like music and movies and how they link to photography, um, if that makes sense. Absolutely, um, yeah. Like, yeah, like, um, or like a lot of my friends were like skateboarders and there's like a huge crossover with skateboarding with photography, I find, um, and like a bunch of other stuff as well. Like they tend just to just be really bit. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they tend to be really creative people and um yeah, but movies, um, you asked me about movies, probably, like, Paris, Texas is definitely, 
like a big inspiration. Um, and the director of that is also a photographer. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, you just, like, make Jason Lee proud with that one. That That's one of his favorites. Yeah. I have heard him say that before actually. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. I think a lot of people really like admire like that film. Um, and yeah, anything by David Lynch. Like I remember seeing, uh, like blue velvet, you know, when mm. I was a teenager and I was like, wow, it just like blew my mind. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I feel like I'm more of a movie, movie and music fan than I am a photography, um, fan, if that makes sense. But I do photography because it's like the only thing that I can do because I can't play music and like, I can't just like get up and make a movie, you know? So like photography is sort of like this in between thing that is accessible to me that I can do every day, um, and links me to like those two worlds if that makes sense but you're kind of doing that with your youtube channel now so it's like it's, yes. it's like little mini movies <laughs> that's true yeah, yeah. So you have to like edit and like you got to think about like people being engaged and um yeah like timing and all that kind of stuff and like you have to plan a little bit beforehand and um and my partner makes like the music for the um channel as well so um yeah he likes to make lots of soundtrack kind of sounding stuff so yeah, we do sometimes. Sometimes I'll joke when we're editing and I'm like, cut or like whatever, you know, like pretend, <laughs> pretending I'm a director, like making this little like eight minute YouTube video. So, um, yeah. It, it still counts. That's totally your like <clears throat> video <laughs> stuff is, is something that I just I don't get anymore. I used to do it a long time ago and then I just I can't wrap my head around it now. Um, so mm. I really admire people that can, can do that stuff. Cause I just don't see, uh, like my brain just doesn't think that way anymore. It's easier for me mm. to translate stuff in, in with the photography, sometimes writing. This is easy yeah, because, yeah. um, I just push a button and then it just happens <laughs> and then I don't do any editing. <laughs> and so like, yeah, know. I heard you, um, actually I listened to, I think it was maybe Chris, uh, like from analog talk. And you were explaining, I think in that episode, you explained how you chose to do it this way because it's like the laziest way because then you don't have to do anything and you can upload it to other platforms or something. And I was like, oh, that's really smart. It, well, it, and I, so I just, your your chat has been interesting because I've done a couple firsts with your chat. So you're the first one with this new recording audio setup thing because it literally just came in from Amazon like a couple hours ago. And okay. then... Um, Instagram has this like scheduling thing now for, for lives where you can create a schedule of the lives and, um, then you can like, when you share out the posts from it, it has like a reminder button in the post, which I thought was kind of cool. So I saw that today. Yeah. I like that. I was like, has that always been there or is that new? And I was like, that's really handy. You're the first one I've tried it on. So I think I'm going to just start doing that now for like all of them is just like scheduling in there. So it's yeah, it's kind of neat because it seems like they're trying to like make this do more now than before, which mm-hmm. I kind of kind find kind of funky. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. Instagram's definitely moving uh, like away from like the photo thing and more like video kind of stuff. So yeah, which is good for for this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's all like the photography people that are all in a snit because they're just like, I want it to be like Flickr. And they get all upset about things. Yeah, they are. They do get upset about that. I kind of think, like, I mean, like, it's Instagram. Like, you know, it's not like it had much. I don't want to say, like, not, like, dignity, but, like, they're just going to do whatever 
like get, makes them more money and, and it, it keeps people on the platform. Like they're not really interested in, you know, like you know what i mean well so instagram i kind of and i've talked about this in other uh episodes and with other people i kind of find instagram interesting because um it's i think it's one of the most democratic social media platforms out there where the people actually have a lot more control than in other platforms because the times where Facebook has tried to make really massive changes to it outside of the algorithm, which, you know, we all grumble about, but there's no way they can yeah. fix that one. But like when they did the side scrolling thing, where instead of scrolling up and down, you're supposed to go back and forth, that lasted yep. not even a day. And they're like, oh, it was an accidental update. And then they like reverted back because like the whole fucking community just like, <laughs> you know, shut it down. And like it's, it's interesting because like Instagram, the Instagram community has more power than like on Facebook or like Twitter and things like that, where mm. if, if people stop putting stuff into Instagram, then they, it just, it's not going to do anything anymore. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of find yeah. it interesting from that perspective. And then, yeah, of course, social media can be toxic and everything, but if you find a way to harness it in a way that's not toxic, um, it can actually be a very powerful tool for good. And um, that's something that I've discovered, yeah. like, especially through the pandemic is that um, this mm-hmm. has been a very helpful tool, not only for me, but for like lots of other people. And, you know, things like this have, have been, you know, something that's helped me through through the pandemic. And, you know, from comments that I've gotten from people, it's, it's helped other people, too. So it's yeah. totally. Yeah, that's that's so true. Um, I think it can be definitely be used for, for good. And like the Internet in general, um, like even like with like. YouTube like that definitely helped me after I had um so I kind of started the channel like a little bit because I had a baby and like I had a really like traumatic like birth like experience and I just was super low afterwards and I wasn't doing any of the normal things that I would do I mean obviously because I had a baby um but yeah it really like kind of broke me and um my partner like you know noticed that and he suggested to do um do something like you know start a youtube channel he's like we're always watching all these other channels like you should um you know do something and like i put it off for a long time and then I- i'm so glad now that i've done it because like it's given me i don't want to say it's given me like so much to live for i feel like that's dramatic but like you know it really got me out of my like my my slump and helped me have like an identity away from just being a mom which is really it, like it's really difficult it's really hard to you know it's hard for both parents but yeah so much of it falls on like the the woman and it can be really difficult so yeah I'm really grateful for um YouTube for that and that's not where I would have thought I would have looked for like meaning I guess so and I've met so many great people as well like people I talk to like every day um that are all over the world through starting like the YouTube thing so um yeah like, like you say like the comments make you feel really I don't want to get all like cheesy, but you know, yeah, it's just nice to like, um, yeah, have that like support and also be able to connect with a bunch of people that like the stuff that you like, because it can be hard to find them in real life or like, you know, near you that you see, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. Like it, it just, it, it lets you feel like a sense of community and like, you know, it's, um, it's just kind of nice to help other people feel a bit better through these like 
really weird times. Uh, where is it here? Insta now only gives a shit if you're a content magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll kind of feel like that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, it's, do you give a shit about it too? Like, so I, I got kind of caught up a while back of like, I really wanted to get more followers and get this and get that. Mm. And it was like really mm -hmm. starting to stress me the fuck out. And then I was just like, why do I even give a shit about that? Um, and when I just stopped giving a shit about that, it just, it felt a lot better. And the engagement I get is great because it's a genuine engagement. Like it's, um, totally. you know, it means a lot more than like if I had a bunch of just like rando shit happening. Definitely. I, I totally agree. I'm the same. Um, like, I think everyone like at some point focuses on like the numbers or like if I put out a video and then it just flops or, you know, you, you feel like, Oh no, like I don't have this amount of likes or views or, you know, like followers or whatever. Like that's definitely a real thing. But, um, like definitely agree with you that I think it's sort of like more valuable to have a smaller, like audience, but have a really engaged audience. Like, um, mm. I find that like in the comments, like on YouTube, like I always get back to everyone or I try my hardest to get back to every single person so that I can create like a conversation with them. And, um, you know, like that's why I'm, I'm, I'm doing the channels. So that's really important to me. And yeah, I've definitely created a little group of people and that, yeah, that's super important to me. So that's cool. Yeah. So it's like you're, you're building your own little community kind of thing. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, like, how, how did you get started with the YouTube? Like, where was the jump from that? Um, so, yeah, like I said, like, my partner was was pushing to do it because he, um, he's a real, like, he has all the gear for everything. And as soon as he starts a hobby, he'll just, like, he buys everything for that, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, he, like, has, like, so much fishing gear but like he's not really fishing at the moment because he's like all into like you know something else so he he had everything to sort of film and he was already making music um and he has like some uh background in like um like sound engineering and stuff like that so he was like we should do this um like just give it a go and um yeah and then when, once we did it we just started like we couldn't stop and we were putting out videos like really regularly i think we've done 30 in six months which is shit. pretty good yeah pretty good considering like um i don't want to talk myself up but like considering like we have a, a small child like you know it's pretty hard to get that done but like it's really rewarding when we do it and it pushes us to like get out of just the like everyday grind of all the things that come with like having a baby you know so it, it's like worth it in the end um even though it can be like a struggle sometimes to to get it done but um but yeah I think also um with YouTube like I watch a lot of like YouTube film photography stuff um and I didn't see heaps of like females on there or it seemed harder to find them like you'd have to kind of search um and their channels wouldn't be like as big and you just sort of keep getting the same people like replaying after you've watched a video you know what I mean um, I've is, never noticed fine. that at all on YouTube. <laughs> not, not one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like those channels are great. Like I'm not trying to like cut anyone down, but um, I don't know. I just I felt a little bit like um, sick of seeing the same kind of thing. Uh, and if you know, either a, like a tech review that's you know 
really serious and um I don't know like I find that stuff really dry um but like that's just that's just me I know a lot of people really enjoy that um or like I don't know like doing night photography but it has to be long exposures and you've got a tripod and like there's all this stuff that you need and or you've got a really expensive camera um you know I just was didn't really feel like that was speaking to me and how I take photos so I wanted to put that out there in the hope that other people would be like oh that's that's what I do or that people would be like oh I don't need all this stuff to start taking photos you know like I can just have one camera like a point and shoot and just go out and have fun and you know like I really wanted to like kind of make that the uh the focus of the channel and I think I have like succeeded in that because I do get a lot of messages from especially like younger females saying you know I saw your like video uh like shooting Sydney still or whatever and I was really intimidated by that like film or like doing night photography and the way you did it like seemed really like fun and easy and I've done it and I've really enjoyed it like and that stuff also means a lot to me like if even if like one person does like from one video one person does something they wouldn't normally have done then like yeah I feel like I've gotten across what I uh wanted to if if that makes sense so wait sorry you see you don't have a Leica then <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, this chat's over. We're just going to... You're like, okay, bye. Thanks for coming out. No, <laughs> just, <laughs> totally just kidding. But you're, no, you're right, though, because there's so many of those, like, gear things and, like, you know, mm. I, I just... I don't really like going onto YouTube looking for photography stuff because I just... I don't want to circle jerk about gear with, like, you know, yeah. a bunch of dudes that probably don't shoot anything that's interesting at all. Yeah, I do feel like a lot of the time it's like that takes precedent over actually taking photos as well, which I find really bizarre. Um, But at the same time, like, I think film photography is like a very multifaceted kind of uh, like interest in the way that like some people are really into like developing film and like printing or like some people are, you know, really into like gear and cameras and like taking it all like apart and fixing it Mm -hmm. or like some people like just really like shooting or you know, some people are really into the theory side. Like, there's so many different, like, aspects of it. So, um, like, I'm really respectful that some people, you know, might might like that and not like what I like, and that's fine. But I just did feel like that was, like, 90% of what I was seeing was, like, you know, me with my Leica or, like, my Mamiya 7 or uh, I don't know. And, like, a lot of people shooting, like, 120 and talking about that being, like, a step up. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of like, like there's levels to photography. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's lots of different levels to photography and it's, it's cool that there is that variety where like, you know, um, if you're looking for it, like if you want to know how to like develop film, do the, like you were saying with all the different things you can, you can find Mm. it. But to your point, there is also a, a huge lack of female content in the photography world there. And, um, I'm glad that like you're, you're adding to that because there's such a different perspective, um, that non-male photographers bring to, um, the community, which is very interesting. And I was just, when I was testing this out, I was talking with my friend, Chris, who I did a chat with a couple weeks ago and right near the end, um, one of the, the women in, in the, like in the comments in the chat, 
made a comment just as we were wrapping up, which we didn't get a chance to expand on more, but she said, um, the, the female view to photography is a bit different because in, in her opinion, women look at it from more of like the artistic visual side instead of like the gear or the leering side of it. So it's like, yeah, cause a lot of dudes, it's either like, Oh my God, check out this shitty picture I took with a $20,000 camera. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> or it's like, Oh my God, look at these boobs that I shot with a disposable camera. Isn't it amazing? Like it's, that's kind of dude pho- photography, you know, versus like a lot of the, um, the photography I've seen, uh, from like, you know, female photographers and stuff really blows my mind. Cause it's just, it's from a very different perspective. And, and even when yeah. there's like the implied nude and more artistic kind of stuff from female photographers, um, there's a very different vibe to those ones than you see from, from like male photographers. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely agree with that for sure. And yeah, I think women get way less caught up with, yeah, like the tool that they're using um, and they're happy to, I don't want to say make do, but like I feel like women are kind of quite and have always been like quite resourceful in that way of just, um, yeah, like letting all that stuff just like, you know, not matter and, yeah, just like using using whatever you have, like using just one camera and being like happy with that and not placing so much importance on like the equipment definitely and like thinking more about like what kind of photo you want to take or coming up with like cool like ideas that are like really creative and yeah like visions and stuff like that and I do find when I talk to um like other female photographers it is normally about that sort of stuff rather than cameras whereas men generally oh that camera is like really sick or they want to tell you like what they own or you know, which is fine. Like, again, like that's another, like, you know, if, if everyone stopped talking about that, then, you know, it would take away a lot from, from film photography. Cause that is a huge side of it. And, you know, I have videos where I'm like, I have all these cameras, you know, so it's not like I don't find that uh, interesting at all. It's just that I'm way more focused on actually going out and taking photos and like, or like film stocks, you know, like this film stock looks different and yeah, like I just, so, like oh, lenses you just remind me like something there um what's your favorite film stock my favorite film stock <laughs> uh, no wait okay and also follow That's a up new question um what's your favorite focal length <laughs> <laughs> see like i just like things like that i'm like I, I just don't yeah like um we have well, my partner has a friend who is like a, a, an avid like collector um, of like he's just constantly on like marketplace and collecting cameras and stuff and he lends a lot of stuff to us he's really nice um but when him and my partner get together it's like we all have the same interests but I just have nothing to say to them because the way they talk about it is so different to the way I talk about it and it really like it really weirds me out because I'm like but we like the same thing and we do the same thing but like you guys are just like they just talk about lenses for like half an hour and I'm just like oh my god like I to me that's just really really boring but (laughs) (laughs) and I was really anxious about that for a long time like I would like hide that because I thought that that made me um not like a proper photographer um you know like I thought it made me an amateur and I was really worried to like yeah say that that's how I felt um but since I've started the channel I've been 
probably, you know, a lot more like vociferous about that. And um, people seem to agree or even if they don't agree, they think it's like funny or like it's a good point to make. So yeah, it feels good to just be transparent and say like, that's just not what I find interesting in photography. And that's totally fair because you, you don't need to know all of the things to be able to like take great photos. Um, yeah. Like I honestly, for the most part, have no idea what I'm fucking doing half the time. I like I've kind of yeah, like yeah. figured out something that works somewhat. And I I'm just riding that until it stops working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm totally the same. Like, yeah, I have my like I didn't really know that I had a, I didn't even really know what I was doing until my partner kind of pointed it out. Um, like when he was looking at my photos, you know, um, I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I kind of just went out at that time and took photos like that. And they turned out like that. So like, that's my style, I guess. Um, and like, cause we have really bright like sun here. Like I just shoot at F16 and yeah, I don't know. You just find something that works for you. And I'm just happy to like stick to that, I guess. Yeah, uh, JR Photography BC says there are technical photographers and creative photographers. So you're yeah. just more of a creative photographer. Definitely, yeah, way more of a creative. And I think, like, you do need, like, or, like, there is a time and place for more technical things, but it depends what you're doing or what you want to achieve. Um, but, yeah, generally I'm happy with what I'm creating, you know, like, the creative side. I kind of feel sometimes, though, if you get too technical, it, it like, it, it takes, like, the soul out of it. Like, it just, it kind of, like, it, yeah. if you get too technical, then it becomes, like, kind of clinical. And that's just not really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the same goes with, uh, like, music and, and movies. Like, if you think about someone's, like, first album, um, often, in my opinion, that will be, like, the best of someone's like you know discography mm -hmm. um and that's probably because they weren't really thinking about it that much like they didn't know what it was going to be like they didn't know they were going to get popular uh they just sort of did it and put it out there and they weren't thinking too hard about it and then as they go on they get more money so they like have access to like more things and then that skews like the pureness of like how it was in the beginning if that if that makes sense no that totally makes sense because like you kind of you, you do see that with some artists and mm. like some of the like i one of the the groups i really enjoy for their like lo-fi side of things is the mountain goats um mm. they've got like some of my favorite albums and the ones that i like the most are the ones that they recorded like literally just on like a ghetto blaster like they would just like hit record on a ghetto blaster and play their songs in front of it. So you would hear like the tape, like the tape and everything. And you know, those were great albums. It's not technically perfect or anything. Like it's just, it's got a lot of, you know, feeling to it. And there was a personality. Absolutely. And there was a comment that Yee cameras made earlier that I meant to get to, but kept getting sidetracked where they said skateboarding is tied into so much rad shit, hip hop pump, photography cinematography all cops are bastards experimenting <laughs> being a badass mofo and yeah that that's one thing i do find like a lot of the photography like i'm not really well versed on like the traditional like you know photographers photographers kind of thing Same. most of the photographers that i really like are all ex-skateboarders because like that's 
the culture that I grew up in in the 90s and stuff. And it's just been really mm-hmm. cool to see, like, the things that, like, Jason Lee and Ed Templeton and Deanna Templeton yes. and Ray Barbie and, like, you know, all the – Grant yeah. Britton. Like, you know, all those guys. Like, the their photography Definitely, is really yeah. – Yeah. And that, that's, that comes from, like, a sort of not – super crazy technical more of just like you yeah know. more of a diy yeah like skateboarding exactly. had a really like yeah diy kind of and like was all, always very in line with like a punk kind of uh like ethos um like yeah i always really gravitated towards like anything to do with skateboarding i, mean, I never did it and i didn't like want to but um just the the vi- general vibe like of it and everything that went with it just really always really spoke to me um and like even watching skate videos, like, because they were on, like, with other people, um, just, like, you'd find out cool music, like, from the skate videos, like, everyone had, like, their part and their song, and, yeah, just the way that they were put, some of them were put together, like, seemed really, yeah, like, DIY, and um, I just think it's a really cool, like, subculture that has a lot of other, yeah, things involved with it, definitely. Yeah, it's it's given us so much. It has. <laughs> Have you seen, um, I've asked a few people this lately and they've been like, oh no, I haven't seen it. Um, have you seen Beautiful Losers? Yes. Oh, thank you. I'm like waiting for someone to say yes. Cause like and all these I, people that I would have thought would have seen it. I borrowed it. the book from a friend and, um, I haven't fully gone through it yet. So I'm just waiting for him to get angry at me for keeping it for so long. Yeah. 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 That always happens with books. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like what, like, yeah like was exposed to like yeah Ed Templeton and and like yeah Deanna Templeton's photography is like really cool too um like I get when I was you know yeah like a teenager and I was like wow this is really cool I never was into like uh like you said like classic photographers like uh, you know Ansel Adams or like I don't know any I couldn't you know uh sit there and have a conversation about all the classic photographers that followed like this way and this is what you're supposed to do and you know, I'm not, I'm not a, ver- I'm not a rural person and I never uh, like was. Easy thing though. They were mostly all dudes and mostly white. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, mm, you're not really speaking to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, not yeah. really my people kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, the, the Templeton's work is like so cool. Like I've, they've been a big inspiration for a lot of my stuff and I felt really stoked because I picked up a copy of uh, Deanna's latest book, which she said, and yeah. I just ordered it, um, you know, like last month or something. And she posted a thing that it's totally sold out now, which is like great for her, but it's an amazing book. Like if you ever get a chance yeah, yeah. to look at it, I think you'd really dig it. Um, yeah, but, I'll have like, to, I'm a bit like out of the loop at the moment. Cause like, uh, I feel like when you have a baby, then it's like just, everything gets like shut off to you almost but um but yeah i'll have to i'll have to look it up for sure but that's awesome you got a copy um like if it's sold out yeah like you might be able to find it through some like if you look on online retailers there might be a few places that still have it but the uh, publisher that she used it was done through mac books they're all sold out now and like i I ordered it from them but like their books are so fucking cool like um i ordered their um suburban something but it's a it's like a double book that they did where i didn't really understand the concept of it till i got it and i'll just let me grab it okay yeah 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 it seems like it's hard to explain (laughs) 
Uh, someone said Margaret uh, Kilgallen was an amazing artist. Yes, that's a sad like scene in that um, in, doc in that documentary. Yeah, she was amazing, and Bar Barry McGee too. Mary Ellen Mark. Yes, I don't know the other two. I'll have to check them out. So I've been on like a really fucking insane book buying tear the last little bit, and yeah, um, spending a lot of money. Yeah, I've been spending spending <laughs> more money than I yeah whatever, um, but this is the what she said book, and uh, yes, um, yeah. it's it's really cool. Like, so it's a mixture of her photography, and then like uh, she's got like so it's just like you know old photos from like way back in the day. Yeah, um, awesome. And then yeah. Some of like her journal entries and stuff. Oh wow, that's really cool. So it's kind of like mixed. It's not just like photography. Yeah, it's kind of like a mix. Like um it's Yeah, that's cool. It's photography from like um I think going back into the eighties until Yeah, um, she looks pretty 80s on the cover there. Is it that's her, yeah? Yeah, that's that's her. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's it's very, but it's it's just it's a very cool book. It's really beautifully made. Um, if you can find a copy of it, like mm. I, I would definitely like. Some yeah. of the photos are just fucking amazing in it, like that one there. Oh wow! Yeah. Like, hopefully that person yeah. did not get an infected nose from that piercing because that does not look. <laughs> does not look safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to yeah I'll have to check out there's a book like a photography art bookstore um in Australia that probably like they would be somewhere that would have that so I'll have a look and, and see yeah it looks really cool I love <laughs> photography books too but it's just like um once you start like yeah like money it's just and then like shipping yeah I just try not to look too much unless it's something I like specifically want otherwise uh yeah, just it's, on the one income at the moment, so gotta yeah, keep it. There. It's such a slippery slope. It, yes, it's um, <laughs> and like Amazon had some insane sales recently, so it's like yeah, yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the sales, I probably wouldn't because I, I bought like four Robert Frank books and then a bunch of uh, Ed and Deanna's books. This is the one though that I was trying to figure out the name of Contemporary oh, yes. Suburbium, and okay. it's um. It comes in this like plastic thing, which I kind of found neat. And I was like, you know, why does it come in this plastic thing? And on one mm -hmm. side, it has like the the title with Ed's name, and then on the other side, it's the title with Deanna's name. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's two books in one. It's freaking uh. wild. It's an accordion style book. Oh, oh cool. So it just it, it opens up like that. So yeah. when you open it this way. It's Ed, it's um, Ed's book, but then, then the if you open it up, Deanna's. the other yeah. side, it's Deanna's book. And the cool really thing with cool. this format is they can spread photos across pages. So, yeah. So there's one where it's like the photo goes. Yeah, yeah, that's really both. cool. Yeah, it's, it's such a cool book idea. So this was yeah. like a really cool one. The design was wild. Um, and then on like the wild design front of things, I got this Robert Frank book, uh, called good days quiet. And it comes in this like little sort of paper sleeve thingy. And oh, I was trying sleeve, to figure yeah. out 
why it comes in this paper sleeve. Um, and it's this is one of the coolest book designs I've seen in a while. So it's just, it's like paperish. So um, that's the front of it there. And then it's just kind of like thread bound together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then it's just like full pages of photos. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and, yeah, like all across, yeah. Yeah, and then like my partner and I were trying to figure out if he had like put the writing in on the the um on the, on top the well if he did it on the the negative or if he like did it somehow in the dark room but it looks like super cool the way like he added words into um the, yeah. the photos and, and stuff like yeah that's awesome yeah like it's it's a really cool book like if um yeah like some of the shots in here are just like really cool yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I think you did well. I think you, you money well spent. They like seem like some really special book. Not that like uh, all photography books are good, but it's nice when it's a little bit different to just the regular like you know style of book. Yeah, it's it's a bit different. When in like um, I've, I've got some other ones that are like on the way to still like I'm still waiting for for Jason's Galveston book, which has been delayed oh, yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I managed to find a copy of The Americans, which is a really cool book. If you've never checked that one out, Robert Frank, The Americans, is is a really yeah, cool photo I've, book. Yeah, I've seen it, and I think I've seen, like, some YouTube videos, you know, like, where people go over it. But um, I haven't actually had a chance to, like, look at it. Um, but, yeah, I got, uh, for my birthday not too long ago, uh, my sister-in-law bought me um, Larry Sultan, Pictures from Home. I don't know if you've seen. No, I've never that seen book. that one. That's that's cool too. Like it's um it's got like a linen, like linen material like cover, um and there's a lot of um yeah like writing and kind of journal stuff inside as well. Like it's mixed kind of media if you like. So you're getting something a little bit more than just the the photos. It's very intimate and very like personal. And um his photography is amazing. I went to uh, his there was an exhibition with him and Mike, Mike Mandel, I think it is in um, okay. San Francisco. Um, and yeah, that was, that was, that was really cool. This but looks all like of a Larry cool Sultan's book. books. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. All of his other books are like really expensive or from what I've seen here in Australia there, he has one called the Valley where he like photographed like, um, like, uh, like, like sets of like um like porn being shot but it's like in the 70s so like everyone's all kind of like done up and it just yeah it looks really really cool like really cool idea for a photo book that's awesome i'm pretty sure that all of that's right i don't know if i got any of the names mixed up but yeah no no I, i'm just taking a look at it here it looks neat figures from home larry sultan yeah it's a it's a good one there's like, like this picture of, of him or somebody swinging golf club inside. Yeah, that's his years. um, that's his dad. I think like a lot of the pictures are like of his parents. So yeah, yeah, that's a cool one. But I haven't picked up anything else recently. A couple of zines. Um, have you have you made zines before? Yeah, so I've done a couple of zine things. Um, I'm I'm thinking of 
maybe putting a new one together of um there's this weird house that i took pictures of this summer and i posted a couple black and whites of it the other day online mm-hmm. um and it's like my, my friend um he owns a, a company that um you know sometimes he'll go and do like estate cleanups and things like that and uh he invited me to this house um that i guess the their son had inherited it but he never lived in it for some reason or other and it, he just used it as storage so okay. like he didn't touch it from when his parents had lived in there and just added more stuff so it just turned into this like crazy kind of like hoarding house situation kind of thing yeah and um you know the house was just like covered in dust and <clears throat> he needed to sell it for some reason or, or other and so uh, my friend was brought in to sort of like see what was left of value because like the family had gone in there and taken what they wanted from it. And then before everything got binned because they had sold the house, um, you know, he was brought in because he has a good eye for stuff to see like, you know, what was left of value to like take out and try and consign yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, he was like, you know, this would probably be kind of a cool thing to come photograph and, and check out. And it, it was, but it was also like really fucking heavy because, um, mm-hmm. You know, at first there's the excitement of like, whoa, like you, you get to like check out all this stuff and it's like kind of cool yeah, yeah. to like dig into all these things. And like they had everything there. Like there was this like mound of TVs in the basement um, and it was a really old house. So it had this like garage door that opened up into the basement. So you could like literally drive your car just into the basement of the house because it was like an old style house too. Um, yeah, yeah. so when the garage door was open, there's just this like wall of like old TVs and then like, you know, bags of shit piled up in front of it. Um, there was like a room filled with like baseball cards and hockey cards and like other stuff. Oh my God. But, That's um, wild. Yeah. yeah, but they were all covered in like mouse shit and rat shit and stuff because like, you know, they'd just been left there for so long and like, you know, rodents yeah. got in there. And yeah, then there yeah. was like a really fucking creepy Disney room. Like it was, it was oh. in the basement and it was like off to the side. And like, I got curious cause no one else had gone in there and I opened it and it was just like all of this like weird, like Disney memorabilia on the walls. And then like a, ch- like an oh, armchair and then stuffies everywhere. And I was just like, this, this is a really creepy room. I feel like, <laughs> something yeah, not great like... yeah and then the window in it had bars on the inside and i was just like well, that's never good <laughs> uh okay this is weird um but then it was also like upstairs was a little bit more normal and you could tell this family had money at one point like it was a, mm. the, the bones of the house were really gorgeous like it uh had all yeah. these like really beautiful built-ins like the house was probably from the the 30s like late 30s maybe early 40s so just yeah. had all these like beautiful hardwood um, pieces in the house, inbuilt like cabinets. And like you could tell like under all of the dust and grime and debris, like it was a beautiful house. And these people had yeah, money yeah. once. Mm-hmm. Um, but then piled on top of that was just like decades of dust and dirt and stuff, like just stuff everywhere. And it kind of just started to be like, holy shit, like this is, this is someone's life. Like now, now we're walking around and sifting through someone's life and assigning a value Mm -hmm. to these things 
which kind of yes. felt like weird and arbitrary because it's just like, well, all of this was valuable to somebody once. And, you know, now strangers are like picking through this and mm. everything else is just going to end up in a bin. And like, it was weird. Like the upstairs of the house was where the kids stayed when they were kids and all the stuff was just still there. Like all their posters were on the wall and like their like bowling achievement, like fucking wow. certificates. Yeah, yeah. And like it was like, like a, yeah. And it was like a time capsule back into like the seventies. Like one of the kids was a fan of the kiss army so much so that they had like a certificate from fucking kiss. That was just like, you are officially a member of the kiss army. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. that's wow. fucking cool. Um, but it was just, it felt so weird going through the house and in the pictures I, I sat on the roll of film for a while because I just wasn't wasn't mm. really ready to see it because like I did take some digital shots with my Fuji and those felt pretty heavy on their own um, so I, I sat on the film for a bit and I got it developed recently and like the film um, was even heavier than the um, uh, than the digital shots were digital shots um, yeah so it's like I've been thinking about making a zine from those mm -hmm. photos and like putting together a story. And I think I might want to call it the accountant's house because it turns out the guy that like the original owner of the house, he was a, a certified charter accountant or something like that. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. That's um, a good title. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a good uh, way to do do it like justice. Like if you make a, make a zine or something and like you say, like kind of, have a little bit of a story to it. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think there's, yeah, it's kind of like, there is always a little bit of a moral, like, dilemma with uh, when you shoot, like, the things that photographers like to shoot. Um, like, I can't remember where I heard it, but um, I don't know what Detroit's like now, but, like, this was years ago. Um, I think I was reading something or watching something, I can't remember, um, but saying how, you know, photographers really like to to shoot like all the abandoned like places in Detroit and how it's like this like city just like you know that's just been forgotten and everything um but how it's kind of like the people that live there say it's like kind of like pornographic almost or something because it's like you're just coming here to shoot this stuff because it like looks cool or um it makes for a good photo but like what are you doing with it like are you telling that person's story or kind of like you know uh, being yeah. respectful that that was like someone's home and what happened there you know isn't something that should be taken like lightly so it is um difficult like I've been guilty of going to when I was a teenager I shot a lot of like abandoned houses like I got really into that like what you said so it was kind of a bit of a like a thrill but I would be like oh like notice like one you know and then go and and like and go inside and see what's in there and shoot it and then um well yeah and so the yeah I, I think people call it like abandoned porn or something like that um, yeah yeah and it's like a little voyeuristic um for sure but i don't know like it's i kind of find that stuff interesting so um yes, parker same. parker hill did this book um a couple of years ago 2018 um so it's called the doctor's house okay and um she got a chance to go into this house that was like literally like a time capsule of this doctor that just sort of like left it behind and um like it's just kind of crazy the shots that she got in there because like 
they just it's it's like they just walked out of the house uh-huh. and never came back. But never. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like dirty or crazy or anything like that. It's just it, they just kind of abandoned it, like with all abandoned. their stuff in there. Yeah, but it's all kind of left, like, um, like in, like tacked and they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's like almost more interesting than when things are like piled up and yeah. Yeah, like it's it's just it's literally like a time capsule, and she got permission to go into the house and and shoot a series, and it just it's so cool, like how how some of it turned out, like the the phone on the wall, yeah. classic like seventies move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these are really cool. Is it? Can you still get this, or is it? Was it like a limited? Um, it was a, a small run. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's like any. Movie. Yeah, because what does it say here? Um. It was through Riot Time uh, Pictures, and this was the okay. first print, and it was a series of 50. Okay, all right. So, yeah, it was super small. It looks like it's pretty sort of, yeah, like, neat and small, but it's really cool. The photos look really, like, nice, and that's a really cool, like, um, yeah, like, like project. Yeah, and just the way it was done was really cool, too, like, with the, the spiral bound... And, yeah yeah i like that yeah. that's different yeah the, sometimes the pictures were just like small little guys like and this one so almost exact same kind of thing i found in the accountant's house was like you know this world's greatest dad one there was like yep. a mug in there that was like you know number one dad and then yeah, yeah. like there was another mug that was like world's greatest brother and yeah i don't know why but those kind of bummed me out seeing those. yeah oh just, for sure yeah Definitely, I can, uh, yeah, 100%. I, I was just thinking about, like, if that was us, because, like, um, I got my partner something like that on, like, Father's Day, you know, like a badge that said that. So, yeah, definitely. Like, that's, like, someone's life, like, left behind. And, like, like you say, like, everything would have had meaning, you know, like, everything in my house has, has like, meaning or some kind of, like, sentimental, like, value. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's like would be really heavy to go through the photos but i think if you did like a zine or a project or something like that would be really cool well and it was like that day was also kind of um a weird one for me too because while i was at the accountant's house um a friend on facebook posted this thing about a dude being crushed to death at a mcdonald's in town at the drive-thru um and like i guess he dropped his debit card and tried to like he opened the door to try and get the debit card that he dropped. And when he did that, he didn't put the car in park. And so like the car just started moving forward and it like, he got crushed to death in the door when like the door got smushed by the building. And oh my um, God. I was like, Whoa, like that's pretty, it was just like, I was already feeling heavy being yeah. at the town's house. And then I read that and I was like, Holy shit. Like yeah, this yeah. dude just wanted a fucking egg McMuffin to get his day going. And then he was dead. Yeah. That's, that's- yeah, that kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you ever watched Six Feet Under. Yeah, that show. I like but, that But, like, you know, the start of every episode, someone would die in yeah. that sort of way. <laughs> you well, know, like, people are just living their lives and doing regular things, and then they just die, and then they end up at, like, the funeral home. Like, it sound, sounds like the start of that. Like, well, and it was, like, it was super weird, too. So I, I had to drop one of the workers off at the shop, which was downtown, and when I was driving back to the house, I got caught in traffic and I was just sort of like spaced out, like not thinking. Cause like, I was just, I was trying to process the house. And yeah, yeah. Um, while I was stuck in traffic, 
we were like at a total standstill and I looked over and I was lined up exactly with the drive through where the dude died. And I could see like the pole that his door got stuck on. Like it was still all bent and like pushed over and shit from, from his car. And I was just like, Holy shit. Like that's, that's the McDonald's. And there was just people trucking through the drive through, getting their big Macs and shit. And I was just like, man, like those people probably have no idea that like someone died there this morning. And then I was like, holy shit, I hope they did like a shift change. And those workers that were there, like got to go home and, you know, hopefully got some counseling or something. Cause like, how fucked up would that be? Yeah. It's super heavy. Yeah. It's so, so heavy. And then like, you start thinking like all the other times that's happened or like maybe that, something like that's going on like all the time you know which kind of is yeah Yeah, i get really like affected by things too like if i watch i like really like watching a lot of like kind of like fucked up movies not not (laughs) not so much now that i've had a (laughs) had a child because like i find when you've had a like become a parent things just like affect you so much more especially if it's like to do with like like a missing child or it just like ruins you um yeah but like I do still like watching stuff like that. Um, and uh, well, like, I don't like watching it. I just sort of, that's like the sort of cinema like I enjoy. <laughs> There's no judgment like, here. This is I a safe place. Person. Um, but yeah, like I get really affected by it. And then I think like, yeah, and my partner's like, it's just a movie, but I'm like, yeah, but that this is probably happening. Like it, it has happened in real life and it's probably happening like right now. It's really, um, yeah. Like I get very involved uh, with things like I, I was going to do social work um, like a few years ago when I was looking to study something and I just was like I don't think I, I don't think I would be the right person because I just get too like too involved with like people's situation do you know what I mean I feel like you yeah. have to be able to remove yourself a little bit so um, yeah so I keep my photography kind of kind of light with the like what I'm photographing but but that sounds like a cool um, I like the accountant's house idea sounds like a cool vein idea yeah i think it'll be a good way to sort of process it and shuffle it yeah definitely yeah 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 definitely it's a good way of putting it yeah processing it for sure do you have any like zines that you put together book plans that you have at all or um i i do want to make a zine like next year it's like my main goal because i've never made one before i've attempted it in like in design like made some of it but um just got really frustrated with the program i'm not very tech i'm like the least tech person ever um and yeah i um yeah i've been kind of yeah thinking about it a lot making a lot of notes and i've got like a title i think i like um and it's probably just going to be like my sort of style like buildings with like blue skies and kind of just like showcasing like where i live um like it won't have any kind of heavy like subject or you know how like sometimes yeah. people like you know like they ha- have this whole like kind of story behind I kind of just want it to just be like a little a little like zine I've made of just like my photos that kind of uh represents my style and like yeah shows how I see the Gold Coast like where I live because I think I see it a little bit differently to how a lot of people that live here see it so so yeah that's like my photography goal for um for next year and I think it's good to um I've noticed I'm maybe not the best at like curating my own work like picking out photos like I set up a um some prints on darkroom tech like that website 
you can okay. like sell your prints. And um, uh, I just it took me so long because I couldn't decide what to put on there. And I was like, I don't know, like what's good? Like, does this look good? Or would someone want to buy this? Or like it was just really difficult and kind of something I hadn't really thought about before. So um, I think it'll be good with the zine because I'll I'll have to like have some kind of process and like lay it all out and cull photos or decide what works like together and yeah, I find that process kind of interesting. That's really cool. Well, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I'll definitely pick up a copy of the zine when you're uh, it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping I'll be able to do it like mid, like have it out like mid next year, but I know my partner will help me. So um, I'm lucky. There's always like two people doing everything. So yeah. That's cool. Have you done like any, any shows with your work in, um, out there yet or? Uh, no, I've all oh, like when I, so I used to live in Melbourne, um, which is like, um, kind of like a cool, kind of like Austin or I'm trying to think of like an equivalent. So like, you know, um, somewhere that you would know. Um, yeah, it's just like very cool and arty and I used to live there. So there was a lot more of that stuff around, but like, there's okay. no way I would have, um, I was like not very confident with like my photography then. Um, but I did have, I had a, sh I had a one photo in a, an exhibition. Um, yeah, it was like a black and white photo um, of a friend of mine, but it was like a competition. Like you just sent in photos and um, oh. I'm pretty sure they just picked everyone that entered though. Like I don't really, it was kind of, you know, but it was cool. Like it was nice to see like my photo, like on, on the wall, like that was really, really cool. So um, yeah, like hopefully, but, um, I'm pretty happy with like YouTube and I've sold like a few prints, um, which is like just the best feeling ever. Like I was just so excited that someone would like want to buy like, you know, like your photo and then like have it in their house. Like that's just like so cool. Um, mm -hmm. and I really felt like I, not like I'd made it, but I was like, oh, like this is just like the best feeling. Um. So I'm pretty happy with that. Like, I don't have, I want to say I don't have like really high like hopes, but like um, I'm doing a lot more than what I've ever done like in the past. Like I was always sort of a bystander to a lot of things and I never like had the confidence to like get involved or do anything. I was just like an enthusiast of things and, um, you know, like with music or with movies and stuff. So it feels nice to actually be like involved, if that makes sense. No, it makes 100% sense. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any like got like goals for next year? Are you a, are you a goal setter or are you just kind of <laughs> <laughs> Um Not really. So I kind of like I the goal is to make it through another year of COVID. Another year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good goal, um, for anyone right now in these times. Yeah. Yeah, it's been such a weird time and we've mm. lost so much um yeah one thing i've been getting real kick out of there's a guy on tiktok that he's this like crazy bearded man from australia that makes okay. fun of like um when anti-vaxxers or anti-maskers or whatever comment about like how intense it's been in australia and like how you guys are in like squalor because of covid and everything and they use that as their arguments where it's like we don't want to end up like australia and so he makes these videos where he's just like oh yeah so i heard about these covid concentration camps so i downloaded some pictures of the one and i put some somber music to it 
and it was just like these really nice looking trailers with people all just sort of like hanging out and just like mm-hmm. they had to isolate in quarantine because they were infected but like they did not look like they were in a very bad way at all they were like you know in bikinis doing yoga yeah. having cakes yeah. with each other like you know yeah. they were just still yeah. living life but away from everyone else so they didn't infect them responsibly yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really fair. I'll have to look it up. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot worse for pretty much everyone else. Um, we've been really lucky here, especially where I am, like in, in Queensland. It's we've mm-hmm. never had like any kind of like hard lockdown, really, and like really minimal cases. And it's just been like we've we've been really like super super lucky. So um, I feel really grateful for that. And I would never be like, oh, it's been so hard, like you know, because everyone else has struggled like so much more. So, um, yeah, I have family in Melbourne and it's been a lot worse there, but still in comparison to like the rest of the world, it's, yeah, it's nowhere near. Um, yeah. I, I heard like bad. early on when Melbourne was in like, a, like their lockdown, there was some like rich people that like took their boat to Queensland when they weren't supposed to and tried to like, yeah, know, come over. And then there's like a big yeah. thing about them not, supposed to do that and they got in a lot of trouble yeah yeah and just like well yeah. at least the rich people got in trouble yeah 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 that's true yeah yeah it was interesting to hear like in different areas like because the whole mask wearing thing here was pretty lax even when they were like mandatory like no one was taking it super seriously um but in the richer like more like affluent kind of areas people just like weren't wearing them it was like they just were like oh we just you know we'll be fine because we're like wealthy I don't know if that's what they were thinking and then you go to like kind of like uh you know like poorer areas and everyone was like yeah like wearing masks and like doing the right thing so it's like an interesting kind of uh like observation of just I don't know like rich people not caring or not thinking that like they could get it this was like early uh, like early on yeah yeah coronavirus is just for poor people yeah like it kind of had that like it had that sort of tone to it yeah um, but yeah, I can't imagine like, especially I was pregnant through like when it's sort of started and oh yeah, holy shit, like, that's it's right. like really, yeah. Like I was like, it sort of, yeah, like happened at the same time. And, um, but it, I never was that worried cause it wasn't that bad here, but I can't imagine what it would have been like for, you know, pregnant or not pregnant. It's bad, but like just, you know, not being able to have as many people as you want, like with you to like appointments or like a lot of people missed out on like the care that you get at home from like midwives and like all that sort of stuff. And it's such a hard time. So that would have just made it like even more tough. So, yeah. That's wild. But yeah, on, on yeah. the project side of things, like um, I, I've got a book that I'm probably going to be putting out in the next couple days. I'm just, Oh wow. Okay, for... cool. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's it's That's one awesome. I've talked about a bit before. It's called Quarantinoids, and it's um, it's a book of Polaroids from the first um, like almost two months of the lockdown that we had in Toronto, where we we were on a yeah. stay at home order and we weren't allowed to leave. Um, thanks, Tim. Um, I appreciate you sticking sticking mm-hmm. through here with us. Um, and I've been kind of sitting on it for <clears throat> for a bit. Like it's been done for a while, but I just didn't really have the energy to to drop it. But um, figured I wanted to get it out before the end of the year. 
So that'll yeah, be definitely. dropping soon. And then Jason Moore and I have been talking about maybe doing a group show in Vancouver. <clears throat> so I wanted to try and get um, some work from photographers from all over to put together and uh, maybe do it at like, I have a friend that has um, a studio space that we could maybe put it in or maybe like a small gallery or something where we can do like a, a group show of, um, yeah. I was thinking of maybe having like Instagram photographers that, that I've known and, and had like, you know, participate in it and like, you yeah. know, either just yeah, send them a piece of work that they can have there or if they can make it to Vancouver, come, come in for it. Like, yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's something we started talking about to maybe put together for like the, I don't know, maybe like late spring, early summer or something. Um, yeah. And then just there's a couple of other book ideas that I've been thinking about because I just I have so much stuff I've made. I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like that, too. I have a lot of um, yeah, like a lot of photos because I shoot I shoot a lot um, and like yeah I just I and I I'll shoot like two rolls of like you know 36 exposures like in like one session going out and like you know do that like twice a week or something like I mean I think that's a lot but yeah I just have a lot of photos and I'm like I feel like you start feeling like you should do something with them other than just putting them on um like Instagram you know <laughs> Instagram is everything yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like um yeah, you kinda wanna do something with it, otherwise it's just sort of sitting there and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, it's just gotta gotta figure out what to, to do with it. Like my old photo mentor, he was like, Don't think about stuff so much. He's like, just go shoot, 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 shoot. And eventually, like, an idea will come out of yeah. it, which I kind of yeah, agree yeah. with. But also, I'm like, sometimes having some direction doesn't hurt either. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And people are of all different, like, schools of thought. Like, um, a lot of the stuff I hear film photographers say is, like, you know, like, slowing down or thinking about, like, the shot more or, like, what people saying, like, film's getting more expensive. So you should be more, like... Uh, conservative with like you know like your um like rolls of film and not just be like shooting everything and but I, I mean that that's fine it's probably good advice but like I just don't shoot like that like if I see something like I'm gonna take a photo of it if I like if I want it do you know what I mean like I just um I get in like a zone and I'm just like finding heaps of stuff and it makes me feel really good um, and like, I can just finish off a roll and I feel like that's also why I like 35 millimeter cause you know, you get, you get more, more shots and yeah, I've tried medium format and I really struggled with it, just like loading it and it all felt like a lot slower and it just like, was not for me. I was, and it was like heavy. I know you, I could get something that wasn't so heavy, but I just didn't like it at all. <laughs> like I was like, that's fair. felt like I didn't even enjoy photography. It was really weird. Um, I'm sure if I stuck with it, it would, uh, like get, um, get better. But, um, on the weekend, I'm actually, um, someone has sent my friend a Fuji film GA645. Oh, nice. And 
yeah, to, to try out, um, which is really nice. Um, his name's Paul Wheeler. He's like, yeah, I don't know if he's listening, but yeah, thank you so much. He heard me like say it on a podcast with someone else that I'd really like to try that because it seems like more of a point and shoot style medium format camera. So yeah, I'm shooting that on Sunday with uh, my friend um, Matt from um, Matt Loves Cameras like podcast. So that should be interesting. And um, I'm hoping I'll have a better time with that as like a medium format camera, but, um, but we'll see. But then if I like it, it's like, it's so expensive. So. Well, yeah. You know? Like that's the thing too. Like those cameras are not cheap now. Like it's no. crazy. Like I, I've got a Fuji GW 690, which is um, like the Texas Leica. So it's like the six by nine okay. medium format. Oh yeah. I've and seen videos on that. Yeah. I love it to death. It's a great camera, but I also fucking hate it because it's a beast like it's yeah. it's fine if I like have my car with me and I can like it has its own low pro bag that it lives in with like all of its stuff but yeah. um, I went to Toronto recently and I wanted to take it because I have a shit ton of medium format film that I'm sitting on right now and mm. not a lot of 35 millimeters so I was like I should start burning up the medium format um, instead of buying more film because I have film yeah. I need to use it yeah, that's it was, true, yeah. It was such a pain in the ass to bring, though, on, on the flight because it just takes up so much space. And I was just like, I had to give up so much because of you. <laughs> but <laughs> it sounds then, like you're talking about a child. Like, that's how I feel every time I leave the house with the baby. It's like, <laughs> you have to have so much stuff with you and you have all these bags and, like, they're sitting in the car and they've got their own, like, little seat and you're just like, oh, God, like, yeah. My, my large format's like that. So my 4x5 is definitely like a child. And it's like there's a whole, like, <laughs> ritual that goes into, like, you know, taking the 4x5 somewhere. That That's yeah. a whole other thing. Um, but then when I got the negatives back from shooting with it, I was like, I fucking love you. And I would just, I never want to shoot with anything else other than you. Yeah, and <laughs> JR is like an eight frames per roll. Yeah, it... Whenever I shoot that camera, my wallet cries a lot because um, yeah. it knows that the dev costs are going to be a little insane. But yeah. the shots that come back from it are fucking beautiful. And I was just like, okay, I like you, yeah. but you're a pain in the yeah. ass. Yeah, it's just not an, an all the time kind of uh, thing probably. But yeah, it's just, I feel the same way about like large format too. Like it, like it always looks really nice, but like, I don't know, it's just no way... I mean, that would be like my worst nightmare because I don't know. It just feels really like you got to set it all up, and it's like I would just be honestly, I would be like in tears if I had to, <laughs> if I had to do that. <laughs> well, it, it's a totally different process completely. Yeah. So it's like, excuse me, I like shooting with my four by five. I have a lot of fun with it, but it's also like if I'm shooting people with it, it's very different than if I'm using like a thirty-five millimeter with it or something. Um, cause with the 35 millimeter, like you just kind of, you point it at them, you focus, you make sure exposure's right and away you go. But yeah, with yeah. like the large format, it's like, okay, you got to get in there and then you got like, you're over the thing and you're trying to like fuck around yes, and get the to... focus oh. right. And then you're like, don't fucking move cause you're in focus now, but then they move and yeah, know, it looks it's... really stressful to me. Like it's a little stressful and it's just like, you know, the, the same guy that was like, shoot, 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 shoot. Um, he was also like, you know, you don't take photos with large format you make photos with large format and i didn't understand that until i started shooting with it and it was just like oh yeah yeah and he yeah. also he was like it's like something between like meditating and wanting to kill yourself and it was just like 
and I, I understand that one too now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's, um, I think it's for a particular type of person. And yeah, you've got to have like a, a level of kind of patience um, for it that I definitely um, don't. I get, I get like bored really easily. Like if I don't understand something straight away, you know, like the way something works, like I wouldn't call myself like a problem solver in that way. Um, so like, I just want things to just work and just to be able to use it and to be like seamless so that I can just focus on the, the photo pretty much. That's my, it's just how I am. Yeah. It's sometimes it's nice to just have something that you can easily go with, which is, I'm guessing why you like the, um, the point and shoots. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely my, um, my vibe for sure like something you can just like chuck in your bag and have it with you all the time and yeah it's just easy and like feels yeah just feels right for me and I've spent a lot of time trying you know when you're like trying to like something else or because you want to be like someone you've seen or you think that that's how you have to be as a photographer um so I, I did that for a long time but like I wasn't happy doing it so and I think part of getting older is that you just kind of don't care anymore about what people think and you do what you want to do, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it it is something that kind of happens as you get older. You just kind of tend to do more what you want to do and you just give a shit less about, like, you know, the other stuff <laughs> yeah. that, that goes on. Like, Yeah. I, I find that not only in photography, but, like, in most facets of my life now. Like, it's, it's I'm 40 mm-hmm. next week and... Um, I just really sincerely don't give as much of a shit as I did even when I was in my thirties where it was just like, I was always like worried about like, you know, yeah. I'm going to fit in. Is this going to be, and now I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> fuck you to stay out of my lane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think about like now when I was, yeah, like, you know, 20 or something like that. And I'd be worried like being like exposed for not knowing something about photography or whatever, or just, yeah. Worried that like, yeah, you're, you're not going to fit in or, aren't gonna like you and yeah i think as you get older you're just like oh okay it doesn't really matter you know which is good because then i feel like then you're doing what you want to do and like good stuff will happen like if you're trying to force something it's not going to be good you know absolutely well and the thing is like you know when you look at your work like you know it's beautiful so it's just like you don't need to know all the technical shit behind it because like you're making beautiful things as it is with with what you know and that's that's enough that's all you need like yeah you know, yeah oh, thank you. if, if yeah. anyone wants to like you know be like well you know blah 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 technical detail here insert mansplaining there um <laughs> but then you look at like their profile and it's either they don't have any photos or it's kind of just like boring shit it's just like shut up did you make something that was as nice as that no then why are you criticizing yeah yeah definitely yeah you do get that like I mean, I feel pretty lucky on YouTube. I haven't had any, like, really awful comments or anything, but I've definitely run into that, like, a little bit. Um, and I always sort of kill it with kindness normally because I don't want to get involved in some kind of rage back and forth online with anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, I don't have time for that. Um, but, yeah, it's funny how some people get so caught up. Uh, I can't remember what video it was, but he was, like, a Nikon FE, and I said that it was similar to, like, a Nikon mat that I had or something like that. I don't know. I meant like it felt the same or, and then they were like, no, that's incorrect. And then just like this whole paragraph about, and it was so weird to me that that's what they focused on. Cause like the, 
video was me like sharing like the role of film that I'd shot with this camera and it was meant to be about the photos. So it was like odd to me that that person would like pick up like on that one thing and just be thinking about that. So, and I just sort of like didn't let it bother me because I was like, okay, cool. Thank you for like, you know, letting me know that. Well, there's like, there's no <laughs> worse wrath than a photo bro scorn. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But like overall people are really like, people are pre- people are pretty good. I've even had people that have been kind of not like rude, but said something and I've been like, mm, and then now like they're, they're, they're people that comment, they're really nice. And like, we, we, we talk. So, um, I think you can turn people around or always like, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt or like, let them know that, you know, like maybe that would be offensive to someone and like explain it to them rather than just like meeting it with more aggression. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause then if you do that and then that's still a dick, then I'm like, well, you're obviously just a dick. So, you know, but give you a chance to kind of, um, understand it from my like perspective, um, and how damaging that can be to like call someone out. Like I think in a really early video I said by accident, I said, I said 35 millimeter and then I said 120 millimeter, which isn't correct. And like, I knew that, but I just was like, (laughs) you know, like I was nervous and, I don't know, heaps of things had gone wrong in the video that we were filming and I was super stressed out and, you know, we only had like 20 minutes before we had to pick up our son. So I was like, had to get it done. And, you know, and I said that and then like it went out into the world and then someone was all like, that's not correct and did the whole like, you know, big explanation of why, which is fine. Um, but like, I was like, that could have made me maybe stop if I was really sensitive, like couldn't yeah. made me like decide to not keep going because I was like, Oh my God, you know, like social suicide. Like I have to just hide myself away now that I've said like the wrong thing. Cause I did feel like that when I was like younger, definitely. And I think that's another reason why like women sometimes don't feel um, like as nurtured in this space or think like, they don't just jump on YouTube and start a YouTube channel the same way guys do because maybe they're worried that that is going to happen to them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't know if that's true. I'm just, it's just like an observation, I think. I, I don't think it's a, it's a far observation though. Like it, it does kind of make sense. And on the 120 millimeter thing, uh, you know, <laughs> I join you in that club because for fucking years i was hashtagging 120 mm on my medium format (laughs) pictures like for fucking years and it wasn't until my business partner becca uh was just like it's just 120 film and i'm like what she's like there's there's no millimeter and they're like fuck you yeah i know it's yeah well that makes me feel a lot better but i think people get like yeah, I'm terrible. I feel like I could make a YouTube video out of all of the wrong things that I've said. Um, yeah, that would probably be really funny. But um, but yeah, I just don't think those things matter in terms of, I mean, if you are putting yourself out there as a really like technical person who knows everything and that's like the whole point of your channel and then you're like saying all these things wrong, then it would matter. But if, if like I'm not putting myself out there like that, like I'm just this is what I'm doing and I'm having fun and I'm showing you my photos and it's more about like, you know, um, it's more about that and like the creative side. So I don't really think it matters. Like knowing that it's 120 and not 120 millimeter doesn't change my photography. Like, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And and like Jr. made a point here, where it's like only shoot what you like and what feels right for you, and don't care what anyone else says. And like you know, he's he's a hundred percent right on that. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Clayton Sharp photo says anyone who looks at your photos and only asks what camera or lens you used isn't really interested in your art. P.S. One twenty millimeter film is awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna bring it back. We're gonna bring back like one twenty millimeter. <laughs> and then uh, JP says uh, you should do a video like that. Gatekeeper be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We have my partner and I have talked about uh, doing some kind of like some videos like that. But um, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll we'll plan one out. Well, and, and like I'm I'm glad that there's like ambassadors out there like you that are trying to make this more welcoming because um i do find that like there there is a lot of of gatekeeping kind of stuff and a lot of like i don't know like borderline misinformation disinformation that goes out there like um i used to spend a lot of time on clubhouse and i kind of dug clubhouse and then um i don't know like there's still a few channels that i like jumping in on and there's like some people Mm -hmm. that i dig from clubhouse you know jamie uh being one of them um oh jamie maldonado yes he's he's in here he he wants 120 millimeter film he wants 120 thank you (laughs) (laughs) i think we're starting a trend uh we'll we'll have to make a hashtag make 120 millimeter (laughs) film great again Yes, I love it. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I've sat in on some other um, some other chats in Clubhouse, and it it's just some of the pompous shit that some of these people mm. is like, oh, I'm a published photographer, so like you should shovel every fucking shit nugget I'm spewing out of my mouth into your brain, <laughs> like it's gospel. And yeah, yeah, it's just like no, that what. And, you know, the peop- there's, like, hundreds of people sitting in these rooms listening to, to this stuff. And I'm just, like, I tune out after five minutes because I'm, like, yeah, this is kind of yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've never used uh, Clubhouse, but – and I don't have Facebook either or Twitter. But um, sometimes, like, my partner will post, like, uh, in the early days of the channel, would post, like, some of the videos onto, like, Facebook groups to try and, you know, like, get them seen, like, photography ones and – yeah, people were, like, uh, I was reading through, like, oh, my God, this is, like, a bit of a, like, cesspool um, of people just, you know, like, yeah, just being, like, really mean, basically, which is, I don't know. I just don't really see, like, what someone gets, like, out of that, you know. Um, like, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but, like, um, I, yeah, I just don't see what mileage you get out of, like, putting someone else's, like, work um down you know like it's just a waste of like your energy i think well i think for some people it's like projection so it's like either like how they feel about their own work or how someone else has talked to them about their work and then they just like Mm -hmm. lash out when they see someone's work who they actually think is really great but then they're like i don't want to admit that i think it's great or something so yeah i'm gonna try and knock them down and show them like you know and try and get themselves a little bit of a dopamine hit in the process yeah, it's like they're trying to yeah knock someone down to like get get like higher. Yeah, and I think like when people are successful too, like, um, you know, like then it just opens it up even more. Like, um, like the kind of like the bigger you get, like 
like what I was saying about like the bigger channels on YouTube, like keep getting like recommended over other things. But at the same time, like that's kind of how like YouTube works. Like they're going to like want you to, like they're going to show you the, the thing that's had like, you know, so many views, you know, like that's like yeah. part of the like, algorithm. So it's not all that person's like um, fault. Like there's lots of elements at play there. Well, and, and sometimes having like a large following too, doesn't necessarily mean it's like a quality um following either like i had uh grainy days on earlier this year and um he has like a huge following on youtube and instagram and and stuff like that and um (laughs) the fucking comment section for his episode (laughs) was kind of ruthless (laughs) because it wasn't really Really? well yeah because there's just like all these like it was just like just very crude (laughs) um i don't know like it was just nothing really like photography related or like related to like projects he's working on there was like a few like you know solid questions but most of it was just like pee pee poo poo caca bullshit and i was just like you know yeah yeah. and it was just like on like it it almost looked like you know when you see those like live streams of someone on twitch and like the comments you're just going like that and it's like endless of just people like you know they shout mm. me out or like whatever and i was just like oh my god i'm glad that i'm not popular <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know what you mean and i think also with um particularly with like youtube photographers i don't want to call it that because it's not like that but that's kind of space um i think it becomes sometimes more about like the person like their personality or like them as a them as a personality um then about like their work and their photography do you know what i mean yeah um like that kind of absorbs like what they're actually doing which is kind of something that happens i guess and it's part of why people become successful or not successful um you know like people obviously respond to jason's like sense of humor and like his dog and like all the other things he's got going on as well as his photography and how he puts the videos like together um, yeah. so I think it's like the YouTube sort of world isn't just based on like your photography and how good your photography is. Like there's a lot of other things cause you're kind of wearing a lot of hats trying to make a video. Um, there's, you know, like there's so much that goes like into it. So yeah, it's not, um, it's not just that. Well, and I mean like, that's one of the things that I like about his stuff is like, I don't, I try to avoid YouTube for that kind of stuff because, like, I really just, you know, you can only watch so many What's Up Guys videos before you want to blow your fucking brains out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I get a kick out of his videos because he just has a very sardonic, self-deprecating mm. wit that I yeah. cannot, yeah. I, I can't relate to it whatsoever, but. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so different. It's so different. Yeah, it's just like I'm I'm just a ray of sunshine to his like yeah, dark yeah, cloud yeah. all You're the really time. Really bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> Very you know, some people have called me effervescent, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know, I, that was what like that's why I wanted to um get him on because like I liked his uh his style and like, you know, his photography was was good, but also mm. just his humor. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah. Baxter's it's kind of refreshing. Cute. But yeah, like it's it's different. Like I remember when I found his channel, I was like, this is different to like the other stuff that's out there. 
yeah in the way that he like he is because like that i'm assuming that that's what he's like in real life like that's just him being yeah i'm gonna guess he's like that like his his 8 by 10 video is probably one of my most favorite photography videos i've ever seen like have you watched that one Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll have to. I feel like they all kind of mesh into one. Sometimes. We'll have they, to go back. They do it. kind of mesh into one, but his, his the first time he shot eight by ten, that video was hilarious because like he was just like, you know, and I I took the first shot and it's like you know the blood rushed to my head and I like passed out and then I shit my pants and it's like am I in heaven? Is this like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of jogging my memory. I'll have to I'll have to watch it afterwards. Yeah. The eight by ten one's a pretty solid one, but it was just like you know because of that humor, there was like some interesting people that came into the comments in the live and um, I, that was yeah. the most attended live I've ever had too. There was like you know two hundred and fifty uh, people that came into that yeah. one. I can imagine for sure. Yeah, people like love love the shit out of Granny Days. Like they just yeah, I haven't like heard anyone say anything anything bad. But but he's um like like yeah, I, I think like yeah, Jason's like different, uh and I think anything in the YouTube sort of space that can like is different, um, will like is welcomed and will get kind of like, you know, uh noticed. So yeah. Well, and, and like what I, I like and the things that I kind of gravitate to more are like people that um... <laughs> JP's like, I told you to. <laughs> um, I, I like um, people that seem like more genuine and honest in, in their things. Like it's um, and, and yeah. not trying too hard about it like not taking themselves super seriously. Like that's definitely um, yeah. that's kind of why I don't really why well, no i wouldn't even there's like there's there's one youtube photographer i've totally ripped on him a few times um <laughs> i won't bring it up again but it's just like you know i when when you could tell that like people are just trying to make content because they need to get paid i don't really like that stuff yes yeah i i think there's a lot of that on youtube um yeah, I, I'm not gonna name any names um, either, but yeah, we're <laughs> both big, so like, um, yeah, no, there's definitely that, and and I mean, like, I get it, like, it's a lot of effort to go to to make videos, and like, if you want to make it like your full time job, then you kind of have to, like, you know, you've got to be consistent with your content, and people have like these these sponsorships that they're signed to or whatever and you've got to put out this many oh wait videos. sorry hold think... that thought for a second so i just wanted to tell you about the easy way to build websites it's called squarespace <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the squarespace uh yeah the squarespace people or wait oh, um, and when you're done your website and you want to access it securely you want a vpn service so <laughs> yeah 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 it does get a little bit um like yeah it gets it gets a bit like old um but then, I feel, yeah, I feel like, I mean, obviously it's really great. Like I feel if someone can get, uh, someone can get paid for doing something that they really enjoy, then like, then that, that's great. Um, and if you believe in Squarespace and if you want to do that, like that's fine. Um, but I, I think, so I'm trying not to like, you know, say like say too much but it's it's really hard to like yeah find a way to like monetize things without um like selling out i suppose yeah um 
you know what I mean? Like it is, it is difficult. I think that's difficult in all facets of life now. Like you try and be a good person and you try and do things, but then you end up having to like, I don't know, like I, I try and go to like the farmer's market and, you know, like do all these little things that help like, you know, not support these like big companies, but then um, it's really hard to do that unless you go completely like off grid, you know? So. Yeah. It's a tough one. And like, that's why I've kind of, tried to keep the chat the way it is and i haven't wanted to really like expand out with it like i've had a few people be like you know you're so many episodes deep and like what are you going to do with it and i'm like i'm just gonna keep what i'm doing with it it's like you know, are you gonna try and yeah, money yeah. with it and i was like no like you know i've mm-hmm. i've sold out in my personal life kind of <laughs> like with, with my career so it's like i sold like out i can only afford to sell out in like one area so well it, it's not only that like you know i well yeah i guess yeah I, I chose to sell out in like my work world so that i can yeah. do other things and not have mm-hmm. to sell out so it's just like you know in my day job is i'm a corporate sellout um but then that affords me the ability to um you know do my photography addiction and um you know spend time on these other like passion projects and not have to like be desperate to scramble for money and just put out stuff for the sake of just like you know getting squarespace another couple more customers definitely yeah i think um i saw actually on this sort of Squarespace sort of topic, uh, Chris from the photo department. I don't know, Christopher Stern, Stern, Stern. I don't know if you know him or his channel. No, I'm not familiar okay, with him. Um, he, I think he just moved to Mil- Mil- Milwaukee. Is that how you say it? Um, yeah, Milwaukee. 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 I was like really struggling to say that. Um, it's a weird one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it is weird. Yeah. We have a lot of weird ones too that, that you guys You know, it's a weird one. Talk. Arkansas. Because it looks like Arkansas. But it's Arkansas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's another like super, <laughs> super hard to say one. Um, but yeah, he um, he has like a fairly successful channel, and I noticed uh, recently he got rid of his sponsorship because he said that he feels like it's, you know, it's not really earning him that much money, and it's like um, taking away from like the content on the channel. And he's like started like a, a Patreon instead, so that he can like offer people yeah. something more if they want to pay and like support the channel. So I think that's like a cool, like a better way to, you know, uh, like get, yeah, like get support like for your channel, but then it's putting it back on like the viewers though, you know? So. Yeah. Like I, I, I've thought about that, like the Patreon thing, but like, I just don't really find myself that interesting. And like, you know, I don't, I yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just gonna put this yeah. out for free because um Definitely, I, I yeah, don't value yeah. Myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <Melon. laughs> oh, that's so sad. No, it's um, there's I thought about well, it and should. like there's a weird guilt of the idea of like even if I'm just like, you know, charging five dollars a month or something, I was just like Yeah. I don't want that that I, I think mean, there's a stress like, behind it because it's like, okay, now yeah. I have to perform. Like, yeah. what if I don't want to perform? And like, you know, yes. yep. and I Hugely. can't really like call in a stunt cock to like do my fucking lives for me. Like, it's know. all, it's all on you. Yeah, definitely. I think, and then if it started to cause you anxiety, you probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. So yeah. then it would be like, why, why am I doing this? Definitely. I think I agree with you on that front, but, but I do think that you would be surprised at the like, 
response that you get, like, um, I support like quite a few different people on Patreon for like a very sort of small amount of money because that's all I could afford. But yeah. just because I really like what they do and I, you know, like I want to show them that and I'm happy to pay, like I pay for like, you know, Netflix and like I'd never watch it and most of it's trash. Like I'd way rather give like, yeah, like JB Maldonado or, or a podcast like, you know, analog talk or like all through a lens or stuff like that. Like I think people like being able to feel like they can support you. Um, in one that's that's a, like i i do think like the patreon stuff is is a important uh platform to have out there uh for creators and you know also only fans you know it's like uh, you know don't pay to see your friend's butthole instead of some random <laughs> person's like you know everyone needs a little bit of love like you know <laughs> shower them with some love there but the patreon thing is interesting because there's a photographer i've been talking to recently um with your eyes on instagram and um she's been having a bunch of her photography being censored by instagram um because okay. like instagram thinks it's of a sexual nature and like there there's yeah. like some implied nudity and stuff in there but like you know, when when you look at it, it doesn't feel sexual. Like it it look it's just really like artistic, beautiful photos. Mm. But Instagram's yeah, yeah. like, like you know, and yeah, you know, yeah, anyone yeah, so like, I can't imagine someone wanting to like you know try and get off to any of these photos because they don't they're they're just they're beautiful images, but they're not like that kind of like yeah yeah thing yeah. Um, so yeah. like she's recently launched a Patreon so that she can like, you know, do her work but, there without being yeah. censored. And yeah, yeah. I feel like that's probably going to be a growing trend where like more and more of these artistic photographers are going to end up having to go to something like a Patreon to really share their, like, you know, their core work because yeah. the censorship on Instagram is getting to be a little bit ruthless. Like it's, it's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I um had an issue because I used to when I lived in Melbourne, I used to do a lot of like portraiture really badly, um, and I did a lot of uh, <laughs> like that's just not something I'm good at. But I just kept doing it because I like wanted to be good at it. Um, and I used to do a lot of like yeah, like curated kind of shoots. Like I'd recreate like movies, uh, like like a character from a movie, and I'd you know get one of my friends like you know, and I'd style the whole thing and you know, tried, it was very like, uh, it was like bad, like badly done or like kind of really amateur, but, um, but it was really fun. And yeah, a lot of that would like maybe include like, you know, nudity or whatever, but it was like very artistic mm -hmm. and clearly like referential to a film or an album cover or like something like that. Um, and I would just have such a hard time, like, yeah, on Instagram. Cause then you have to like censor stuff out and then it just makes your photo look like shit. It's also it annoying that I have to, like, go and do that, like, um, you know, because, like, my nipple is different to, like, your nipple. Like, Apparently. Like, like, yeah, like, I just... Yeah. Or when I, when, I, um, uh, when I was pregnant, my partner took a lot of really nice photos of me on film, but then, you know, like, it, it, and I posted some of them on Instagram, and, like, obviously I'm not wanting to post all of them, but something like that, it's, like, even if you go to do that, it's like, oh, well, I can't put that up because, you know, like, you can see a boob. But, like, I'm pregnant. You know what I mean? It's like, like, what but you're oh saying about God, that. Oh, my God, it's like, a boob. Holy shit. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's so not of that nature. Yeah. But then there's, like, other things that you can see on Instagram that are, like, way more damaging 
or just in general, like life, you know, um, it seems like, like sex is still so like taboo and everyone's like really scared of, of, of it. And it seems so backwards to me. Like I just, yeah. It, it does seem really backwards and it's, it's like kind of a, a weird thing because, um, nudity doesn't necessarily mean pornographic like no you know, it's it's and then like <laughs> it's it's a it's a very weird thing and just like people a lot of people still get uncomfortable with like with with uh sexualization of things or um i don't know i blame the puritanical underpinnings of like north american society like that's just you know there shouldn't be anything wrong with with people being able to share that kind of stuff and like you know there's literally no difference between a male nipple and a female nipple other than the fact that you know some dudes are just flat (laughs) and other other dudes got boobs (laughs) but it's all the same stuff yeah it's really ridiculous or like um i have a lot of like photo books that i'd like to share on youtube um but I'm like, oh, like, you know, because, uh, like, Ren Hang, like, I have a really cool, like, Ren Hang book, and that's got, like, a lot of nudity in it. But he, and he he always said, like, you know, I don't see it in a sexual way. Like, I just see, uh, like, people naked. That's, like, they're, like, true form, you know, because yeah. that's how we – and that's so true. Like, um, I don't want to keep talking about having a baby, but, like, when you have a baby, like, everything is just all out there for everyone to see the whole time and like the whole time you're with that like newborn baby it's all about that and like your whole body is there to like you know like sorry i'm not um, i'm not laughing at your pregnancy uh, moves the moves yeah yeah you guys can show your moves but we can't like yeah um some people shouldn't though it's just (laughs) not everyone wants to see that no <laughs> um, yeah, it just seems really, uh, yeah, it seems really silly. It's something I've always thought and and used to get like super super angry about uh, when I was like younger. Not that it doesn't make me angry now, but uh, yeah, it's really shit if that's the kind of photography that you're doing and then you can't like properly share it on like platforms because of uh, censorship. And then if you do it yeah. too many times, doesn't like your account get like canceled or yeah, they'll like delete your which, account. Like, and that's like, you know, some people have like a really big following on Instagram and that's their main thing, you know, like that's the way they like get jobs or, you know, like that's the way they're marketing themselves. So if that all goes, it's like, you know, all over like, you know, seeing a boob or something, it just, it's just so ridiculous. Well, yeah, there's there's another creator I know that I think she's over in your side of the world too, Eli Sky. Um, I really love her her work, but it's very provocative and like you know, um, she does do like you know the nudity kind of stuff for for like you know her part of her art, but uh, Instagram like deleted her account because it was just like too sexualized and. Yeah, what's just wild about that is like it's it says what it is. Like, you know, if you don't want to look at it, then don't. Like, you know, but it's just people complain and like, you know, it's just it's fucking stupid. And then uh, JR yeah. photo here made a comment. I have a yeah, beautiful photo of her. Yeah, I have a beautiful photo of our daughter with her ear to mama's pregnant tummy, but because she's topless, he can't share it. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I was like referring to. Like, you know, you've captured this like the most intimate moment that's probably like you know the most important photo like of your life 
and like that would get taken down because of that you yeah. know like that that's like the, the whole essence of life and you know like how could that be like like you say it's not like a, a sexual photo so yeah no it's, no it's like between that. it's an intimate photo but like that doesn't mean it's sexual like it's yeah. um and, and that's like a lot of the black uh, well like people photos like black and white some color I've seen but most of them have been black and white that are like really intimate um are some of the work that I really enjoy being able to check out and you know some of that stuff would be a little too risque for the uh the Instagrams and whatnot yeah yeah but then there's like this line where you can show like you can almost show things and like that's okay you know like you see some stuff and that's up there and it's allowed to be shown but then you can't you know, like yeah. it's just, yeah, it's kind of, I was talking to my partner about this last night with it's, it exists in like movies too, like scenes, uh, like a movie will get like banned or people don't want people to see movies, um, you know, that are really like graphic, but they're real. Um, but then you can lightly show uh, like, you know, rape or something like that in a more mainstream film. And it's almost like the woman's being, sexualized a little bit like absolutely um, yeah, 100%. and that's okay um but then people are like oh my god i can't believe you'd watch like a movie like irreversible or something like that um i can't think of any other examples right now but you know where they're really brutal but like that's what it would actually be like and it should make you feel really sick and and awful and it's actually showing you how that person feels in that moment rather than the hollywood kind of like that shit really annoys me like like the the girl with the dragon tattoo that one mm. <laughs> like yeah yeah i haven't seen that in a long time but yeah that that movie yeah <laughs> there's yeah, a couple scenes seen... there that i was like holy shit <laughs> yeah 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 for sure but i felt like that was a much more honest depiction of stuff versus like I mean. when they sexualize yeah. that kind of stuff and it's just like all that that does is like perpetuate rape culture and make like Definitely. bad male behavior okay and justified yeah. and yeah it shouldn't be like that that's yeah. stuff that needs to just fucking stop yeah yeah i have a real issue with that and i think that exists in the same space as the whole censorship issue on um instagram too yeah like I, I think they're all related in a way for sure yeah definitely yeah for sure yeah. we've gone way off way off topic here but that's how the chat works <laughs> it, we kind of just go all over the place with the chat and it just it kind of you know thing it, it gets interesting sometimes it gets dark sometimes it's light sometimes we go deep we kind of go all over the place you go all yeah it's like life yeah yeah exactly yeah. it's like just a small microcosm of you know, our daily lives recorded on yeah. instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I really appreciate you hanging out with me. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking with you. Um, yeah, I've had lots of fun. It has been loads of fun, but we're, we're coming up here on, on two hours. so um, It goes by so quick. Like, I, it, yeah, I told you, it, it, it goes so fast. Like, it's, it's crazy how quickly it goes. Um, so I imagine, like, I know it's late here, so I imagine it's probably, well, no, it's kind of early on your side. Yeah, it's 4, yeah, it's 4 p.m. here, but it's getting close to, like, dinner bath time you know bedtime for the baby so it's like a 
good a good time to end it. But well, yeah, it definitely this, didn't feel like two hours. No, it, it didn't. Like that's that's where it kind of like it becomes a little misleading. Like because all of a sudden you're just like, oh, it's been two hours. It doesn't feel like that because just having so much fun talking about all the things. But I appreciate you hanging out with me and chatting. It was really a lot of fun, and um, I can't wait to see your book and, and your future work. I've subscribed to your YouTube channel. I'm going to be checking out more of that. Awesome. I'm sorry yeah, I didn't thank do that you. earlier. You don't have to if it's not your thing. Like I know not everyone is like a YouTube film photography person. Um, I just obviously it's interesting to me because I'm on there and I really like to. I don't know. I'm a, I like to watch, like watch things. So yeah. Put no, I'll, I'll definitely check out your stuff. Like I should have done it before, but you know. I'm oh no 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 no! Like the, silly. the research stuffs. Um, right. But yeah, like, thank you for for hanging out with me, and thank you to everyone that that tuned in and hung out with us. JP, yes, thank you for hanging out you. the whole time. You're the real MVP. Um, and next week is going to be an interesting, another first for the chat. Yeah. Um, next week, I'm going to be doing an in person chat in my friend henry's studio because he's like 80 this is this is henry okay so yeah that's in his old dark room uh there's a better photo of henry there just kind of on his own yeah um He's he's a very interesting old school Vancouver photographer that used to be homies with Fred Herzog back in the day and oh, wow. uh, with Robert Frank, and um, he's not on Instagram. So um, to do the live <laughs> with him, um, I'm going to be recording from his studio. So okay. it's going to be yeah. the very first in person pho- photography chat. And uh, he also takes a lot of pictures of big things. Uh, he started this thing called Giantropology which was the uh, research of large things. So he takes big photos and um, he wanted to be able to like hold up his photos to show people stuff. So um, it should be kind of fun. So yeah, um, if you wanted to check him out, you could Google uh, Henry Robodo. It's H E N R I R O B I D E A U. Um, He's a really interesting photographer, a very funny guy. He also has some movie, like little videos that him and his son made um, that are really cool. And uh, I'm excited to to chat it out with him in person. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe that'll be the first of many in-person lives to come in the future. Um, yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool to be able to, that's like a different vibe if you can actually, you know, like sit with someone and, and like see them. And yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I, I I hope it'll it'll work out, and so it'll, yeah, it'll... you'll kill it. You're very like chill, so you, you know, <laughs> like I, I get really nervous. I was like super nervous, uh, and yeah, I, I felt like at ease. So yeah, well, keep I'm, doing I'm glad your you thing. felt at ease. Well, and you keep doing your thing too. You're doing great things. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, stay safe out there, and I, I hope uh, dinner goes well tonight, and uh, we'll definitely talk soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you take care as well, Melon. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Um, and thank you, everyone. I'll see you guys next week. Um, you know, have a good weekend and uh, you know, definitely uh, kind of wash your hands, stay safe, don't cough on people, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, definitely don't cough on anyone. <laughs> all right. Take care, Lucy. All right. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.